Hey, this is Jeremy Rinke. I'm the pastor at Harvest Christian Fellowship in North Platte, Nebraska, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you today for joining us. I hope this encourages you, strengthens you, and blesses you. Enjoy the message. Well, this morning, let's continue with our our sermon series uh, on the Holy Spirit. Man, I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope you're enjoying this this series. You know, I just, I did as I was was thinking about this series, I just realized that for for so many Christians, they're they're missing out uh, on such an important, such a vital part uh, of our faith, and and that's the, the Holy Spirit. And the reality is it's not necessarily your fault or anybody's fault, maybe except for us as, as, as pastors, because for many people, they've, they've heard nothing or very little about the, the Holy Spirit. And, and so I wanted to, to take time in this series to explain to you who the, the Holy Spirit is and, and what the Holy Spirit's role is in our lives. And, and my prayer for this series is that your eyes would be open to your need of the Holy Spirit. And my prayer is that you would receive the Holy Spirit into your life. And then I pray that you would allow the Holy Spirit to be your helper. You know, Jesus, he, he said this. This is our, our theme verse for this series. It's John 14, 26. Jesus said, but the helper, the, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things, and he will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You know, God, he he knew that we were going to need a lot of help, right? The reality is we need a lot of help, and and God knew that we were going to need a lot of help, and so God gave us this gift. The Holy Spirit, he's a gift, a gift from God. God gave us the the gift of the the Holy Spirit, And, and this gift we cannot afford to leave unopened. And so as we begin this morning, I just again want to give you just a quick review of what we've learned about the Holy Spirit so far. You know, the first week of this series, I shared with you three foundational truths about the Holy Spirit. The first foundational truth that we learned about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is God. The, the Holy Spirit isn't just an energy or a, for, a force, but the Holy Spirit is a, is a person. And in our Christian faith, we believe that there is God the Father. We believe that there's God the Son, who is Jesus Christ. And we believe that there is God the Holy Spirit. That they are three different persons, but they make up one God. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. They're three persons, but they are one God, and they are all equal. The second foundational truth that we learned about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit lives inside of us. You know, after Jesus rose from the dead, he, he, he ascended back to heaven, and the reason why Jesus ascended back to heaven was so that God could send the Holy Spirit to come and to live inside of us. And Jesus, he said this, he said, it's better for you that I leave. And we might think, well, that's, that's not good. Like, it was, it was awesome having, having Jesus here. How could that be, how could that be better that, that Jesus leave us? Well, well, it was better because after Jesus ascended to heaven, God, he sent the Holy Spirit to come to us, to live on the inside of us. And then the third foundational truth is that the Holy Spirit leads us. 
Man, God, he gave us the Holy Spirit as a gift to to help lead us so that we could uh, just know where to go, know what to do. Man, the Holy Spirit wants to lead every single part and every single area of our lives. And and so last week, that's what we kind of looked at. We looked at how the the Holy Spirit wants to to lead us. And so we looked at some some different names and we looked at some different roles that the Holy Spirit plays in in our life. Uh, one of the, the first roles that we, we looked at is that the Holy Spirit wants to be our, our, our counselor. You know, the Holy Spirit wants to be our counselor. He, he wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to give us direction. He wants to, to show us what the, the best decision is. You know, and, and life, man, is full of tough decisions, isn't it? Life's full of, of difficult decisions. And so God, he, he knew that we were going to have all these decisions. And so he gave us the Holy Spirit to live inside of us, to be our counselor, to help us make those difficult decisions in life. The second role of the Holy Spirit is the convictor. You know, as, as humans, we were born with a, a sinful nature, which what that means is like we, we like gravitate to do the wrong thing. Have you ever noticed that? Like we're faced with a, 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 a decision between right and wrong. It's like we automatically like, hey, let's go do the wrong thing, <laughs> right? Like, why is that? Well, we're born with a, a sinful nature. Well, God, he gave us the Holy Spirit and, and to live inside of us to, to convict us. Like you probably have noticed this when you're having to, to make a decision between right, right and wrong, or you know, you're about to do the wrong thing, there's like an alarm that goes off on the inside of you, right? And, and that's the, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't go there. Don't say that. Don't post that, <laughs> right? That's the, that's the Holy Spirit. And so it's important that we, we learn to, to hear and to listen to that, that conviction on the inside because that's the Holy Spirit, man, again, helping us. And then the third role of the Holy Spirit is to be our comforter. You know, God, he knew that in this life that we would face many trials, that we would face many, have many sorrows. And so he gave us the, the Holy Spirit to, to be our comforter during those difficult times. And I don't know about you this morning, but I'm so thankful for the comfort that the Holy Spirit gives us. You know, it's because of that that comfort that the Holy Spirit gives us. It it gives us the grace and the strength we need to keep moving forward. Well, this morning, as as we continue, I'm excited to to share this message because this morning what I want to do is I want to look at the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, I believe this morning that one of the greatest elements that's missing in the church today is the power of God. And the reason this morning why the church is missing the power of God is because we have neglected the Holy Spirit. You see, you can't have the power of God at work without the Holy Spirit. You know, Jesus, he said this in in, in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Again, he's having a a conversation with his disciples before he's uh, ascending back to heaven. And as he's speaking to them, he's telling them that they should go to Jerusalem and to meet in this room and to pray and to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. And and he says this in Acts 1, 8. He says, but you will receive what? Power. Power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. You know, for these disciples and these early followers of Jesus, they, they witnessed, they saw the, the power of God in action and the ministry through the ministry of Jesus. 
These early followers of Jesus, these disciples, they, they saw Jesus heal the sick. They saw Jesus raise the dead. They, they saw Jesus cast out demons. They saw Jesus calm the storms. They, they saw him feed multitudes of people with very limited resources. They, these disciples, they saw Jesus do so many incredible miracles. Well, well the reason why Jesus operated and the power of God and why Jesus was able to do all these incredible miracles was because of the Holy Spirit. You know, it says this in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. It says, Then Jesus, he returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit. Again, what? Power. He was filled with the Holy Spirit's power, and it was because of that power he was able to do all of these different things. Well, when Jesus, when he ascended back to heaven, the world was now missing out on the power of God. Well, God didn't want his power to be missing in the world. And so he gave you and he gave me and he gave these early disciples the Holy Spirit so that that power could now work through them and through you and through me. And so again, these, these early followers of Jesus, these disciples, they, they met and they went to this, this, this room in Jerusalem. And it was there in this upper room that they, they waited and they prayed for the Holy Spirit to come because they knew that they needed and they wanted the same power that Jesus had. And so in Acts chapter 2, verse 1 and 4, here the, the, the disciples are, they're, they're waiting and they're praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And, and he does. And it says this in verse 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost, all the believers, they were, they were meeting together in one place. And it says, Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each one of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit. And they began to speak in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. And, and so here the, the, these believers were, they were meeting together in this room. They were waiting and they were praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And, and as they were waiting, as they were praying, it says, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there was a, a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm. We've had a few of those lately, haven't we? There were times I'm like, Holy Spirit, <laughs> you come? Like, what the? But it says there was a, a sound of a mighty windstorm that filled the house, and everyone there was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so here, the, the Holy Spirit came, and he, he filled these believers not only so that he could be their counselor, their convictor, their comforter, but the Holy Spirit, he came to fill these early believers with power so that they could go out and change the world. And that's exactly what happened. Man, these, these disciples, these first followers of Jesus, man, they left that upper room that day filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And as a result, man, they turned the world upside down. You know, this morning, this world that we live in today, it needs turned upside down again, doesn't it? 
Man, this world that we live in today, it needs turned upside down. Man, this world that we live in today, it is a mess, right? It is a mess. And so this world needs Jesus. And the only way that this world is going to be turned upside down again, the only way this world is going to find Jesus is when we as believers are filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. And so this morning what I want to do is I want to share with you three things that this power that the Holy Spirit gives us, what it does. And so there's an outline in your bulletin. I want you to write these things down. Number one, first thing what the power of the Holy Spirit does is it gives us boldness. It gives us boldness. You know, just think about this. Here, here these, these, these early believers were, these early, these first disciples. They, they had ran away in fear when Jesus was arrested in the garden. They had denied even knowing him when confronted with knowing him. And then they all went into hiding after he was crucified. You know, these, these early believers, they weren't very bold. They, they weren't very courageous. And in fact, you would say they were the opposite. They, they were timid. They were, they were scared. They were cowardly. But when the Holy Spirit came and he filled them in that room and he, he filled their lives... Man, these first followers of Jesus, man, they went from being cowards to being scared to being timid. They became very bold and they became very courageous. In fact, right after the Holy Spirit came, Peter, the one who denied Jesus, not once, not twice, but three times, that Peter, right after he was filled with the Holy Spirit and with power. He gets up and he begins to to preach his very first message. Boldness comes over Peter. Courage comes over Peter. And he preaches his first message. And as a result, 3,000 people get saved. It says this in Acts 2, 20 through, or 40 through 41. It says, Then Peter continued preaching for a long time, strongly urging all of his listeners, Save yourself from this crooked generation. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. And so here you go. Here Peter is, denied Jesus just a short time earlier. He's now getting up, preaching in front of thousands of people. That's scary enough. And as a result of his boldness, 3,000 people get saved. But you know what's even more amazing is this, is that these early followers of Jesus, man, they were being persecuted. They were even being killed for following Jesus. But because of the Holy Spirit and because of the power of the Holy Spirit, man, it gave these, these early Christians, these first followers of Jesus, man, the boldness they needed to keep sharing the good news You know, Joe, you read this earlier, but I want to read it again. It's Acts 4.31. It says, after this prayer, the, the meeting place shook, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Then they preached the word of God with what? Boldness. The Holy Spirit gave these early believers the boldness they needed to share Jesus. And I want you to know today that that same boldness that these early followers of Jesus had, 
man, we can have today. Man, we need today the boldness, right, to stand for Jesus. And the only way we're going to be bold is when we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Man, I don't know this morning if you've noticed this, but man, our our faith in Jesus and our, our values as Christians are being attacked more and more, right? Now they have a disinformation czar, right? That's going to tell us what's truth and what's not truth. And, and I almost, I'll guarantee you that what we say is going to be considered disinformation, right? And so they're going to do everything in their power to try to, to shut us up as Christians. Oh, you're not politically correct. You can't say that. And in these times that we're living in, we need the Holy Spirit. And we need power so that we can be bold and so that we can stand tall, so that we can stand strong in our faith. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 28.1, it says, The wicked run away when no one is chasing them, but the godly are as bold as lions. You see, it's the power of the Holy Spirit that will allow us to be bold as lions. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that will, will cause us to be able to, to, to stand up for Jesus in these days that we're living in. And so I just want you to know this morning that we need the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives because that power, it gives us boldness. Number two, you can write this down. The second thing that the, the power of the Holy Spirit does is it gives us victory over sin. It, it gives us victory over sin. You know, last week I shared with you how the Holy Spirit, he, he convicts us of sin. But the good news is that not only does the Holy Spirit convict us of sin, but the Holy Spirit gives us power to overcome sin. You see, we don't have to continue to give into our, our sinful nature uh, over and over again. We don't have to continue to do the, the wrong things and keep messing up over and over again. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gives us victory. Or, 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 or power to overcome sin. You know, it says this in Galatians 5, 16 through 17. It says, so I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The, the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. And the Spirit gives us desires that are opposite of what the sinful nature desires. The, these two forces, they're constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. Have you ever noticed that? Like there's like this battle that, that wages within us. And in this battle, it's between what is right and what is wrong. And, and the good news for us today is that the Holy Spirit gives us power to say no. Again, not going to do that. <laughs> Not going to go there. Not going to say that. The, the Holy Spirit gives us power to, to not give in to our sinful desires. You see, we don't have to be slaves to sin. We, we don't have to continue to mess up over and over again with the, the, the same things. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gives us power. He, he gives us victory over, over sin. Romans 8, 2 says this, it says, and because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. You see, nothing will hinder our walk with God more than sin. 
Nothing will hinder our our witness of Jesus to this world more than sin. And so it's important that we are walking in the, the power of the Holy Spirit so that we can overcome sin and so that we can be a bright light in a dark world. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that when you're, when you're praying, man, ask the Holy Spirit, say, Holy Spirit, man, give me power so that I can be bold for you, but also give me power so that I can walk in victory over sin. And so that's number two. And then here's the last one. The third thing, what the power of the Holy Spirit does is it produces miracles. The power of the Holy Spirit, it produces miracles. You know, I don't know if you, you, you know this, but Jesus, he didn't do any miracles until the Holy Spirit came upon him. And the Holy Spirit came upon him when he was, was baptized. You see, Jesus, he needed the power of the Holy Spirit to heal the sick, to, to raise the dead, to cast out demons, to calm the storms, and to do so much more. You see, it was the power of the Holy Spirit that produced the miracles in the ministry of Jesus. You see, when the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost, and when the Holy Spirit filled those early believers with with power, you know what happened? They started doing miracles. They started doing some of the same things that, that, that Jesus did. And I want to tell you a couple of my, my favorite stories in the, the book of Acts of just the power of the Holy Spirit. One is, is a story of, of Peter. You know, Peter, he would just go into a city. And, and as he was go, would go into a city, they would get all the, the sick people and people that were possessed by, by demons. And they would, they would line them up in the street. And it tells us that even as Peter's shadow touched the sick, they were healed. How cool is that? It says this in Acts 5, 15 through 16. It says, as a result of the apostles' work, sick people were brought into the streets on beds and mats so that Peter's shadow might fall across some of them as he went by. Crowds came from the villages around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those possessed by evil spirits, and they were all healed. That's pretty cool, isn't it? But here's the deal, it wasn't any, there wasn't nothing special about Peter's shadow, but it was the Holy Spirit, and it was the power of the Holy Spirit that was at work. And it was because of that power, the sick were healed, the possessed were set free. You know, another cool story is they would, uh, again, there were just lots of sick people, people that were possessed by, by, by demons. And, and so what the, 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 the disciples did is they would find some handkerchiefs. Handkerchiefs. And they would, they would pray over those handkerchiefs. And then they would take those handkerchiefs to sick people. And they would place those handkerchiefs on their body. And when those handkerchiefs touched their bodies, those sick people were healed. That's pretty cool too, isn't it? It says that in Acts 19, 12, it says, when handkerchiefs or aprons had merely touched his skin, were placed on sick people, they were healed of their diseases and evil spirits were expelled. Was there anything special about those handkerchiefs? Like, where do you buy it? They don't sell those at Walmart, right? But no, it wasn't anything special about the handkerchiefs. But it was the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit that was at work when they they prayed over those handkerchiefs. And when those handkerchiefs touched people, sick people's bodies, man, it was the power. The power of the Holy Spirit 
released and, and people were healed. You know, as you read throughout the book of Acts, man, you see all these incredible miracles. And the reason why there were miracles was because they walked in the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a, a teaching today where, where people will say that, that, that miracles stopped after all the disciples died. You heard that? People say, well, miracles stopped when, when all the disciples died. But I want you to know this morning, like, that's, that's not the case. And, and you might think, well, why don't we see that kind of stuff happening today? Well, I believe the reason why is because we've neglected the Holy Spirit and His power in our lives and in the church today. And I believe this morning that as we once again acknowledge the Holy Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit again to be at work in our lives and, and, and in the church and in the world today, man, we're going to see great miracles happen once again. Amen? You know, as, as the Holy Spirit's power begins to be at work, man, we're going to see, man, sick people healed, possessed people set free. We're going to see the dead come back to life and so much more. In fact, this is really exciting. You want to hear something really cool? This is something Jesus said. John chapter 14, same chapter, he talks about the Holy Spirit. He said this, verse 12. He said, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works that I have done and even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. Again, Jesus is saying, hey, I'm, I'm going to head back home. I'm going to be with Dad. And Dad, my Father, he's going to send the Holy Spirit. And he's going to come and live inside of you. And that power is going to live inside of you. That same power that I, that I have, that same power that I, I, when I would pray for the sick and they would get healed, when I, I cast out demons, they would come out, when I, when I prayed for the storms to stop, that same power is going to live inside of you. Because when I go back to the Father, the Holy Spirit's going to live inside of you. And not only are you going to do the same works, but even greater works. Even greater works than Jesus. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit and his power lives inside of us. I don't know about you, but this excites me. And I don't know about you, but man, I, I want to see I want to see miracles happen. I don't want to just sing about it. But man, I want to see the sick healed. Man, I want to see those who are in bondage set free. Man, I want to see miracles happen. And I believe this morning that we are going to see that. When we begin to just acknowledge the Holy Spirit and as we allow that power to work through our lives. Man, I believe this morning that our, 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 our church, our city, our state, man, our nation is in desperate need to see the power of God at work. And it's going to happen when we begin to acknowledge the Holy Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Amen? Amen. Would you bow your heads and would you close your eyes with me this morning? Man, I, again, I just pray for us that we truly begin to see and, and understand, man, our great need for the Holy Spirit in our life. We, we need the Holy Spirit because we need the, Holy, the power that the Holy Spirit 
gives us. Man, we need that power. We need that power more than ever because this, these times that we're living in, man, they're, they're hard, they're dark. And we need that power to give us boldness, to stand tall, to stand strong in our faith. Man, we're being told to be quiet. We're being told to, that, that we're not politically correct or whatever. And we just need the power of the Holy Spirit to be at work in our lives so that we can be bold in these times that we're living in. Man, we, we need that power to give us victory over sin. Man, we, we can't keep falling and keep struggling and keep doing these things that we know are wrong. Why? Because God has given us power to, to overcome sin, to be free from, from sin. The Spirit of the Lord, it gives us freedom, freedom over sin, victory over sin. Man, and as Christians, man, we can do that. We, we don't have to keep giving in to sin, but because, man, the power of the Holy Spirit gives us victory over sin. And then we need that power so that we can see miracles. Man, I so desperately want to see miracles. Man, I want to see the sick healed. I want to see the dead come back to life. I want to see those that are, are in bondage to be set free. We need the power of the Holy Spirit to be at work in our church, in our city, in our state, and in our nation. Holy Spirit, I just ask you right now, once again, to just come. 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 Come and fill our lives. Just like the, those believers, as they were sitting in that upper room in Jerusalem, they waited and they prayed. And it says all of a sudden, Holy Spirit, you came and you filled those believers and you filled them with power. Power. And I just pray this morning that you would come and that you would do the same for us here today. You know, this morning, I want to just give anyone here an opportunity that, that maybe you're here today and, man, you just need Jesus. You know, before we ever receive the Holy Spirit, it's important that we receive the, the gift of, of salvation. You know, because of, of sin, the Bible tells us that we're all in big trouble and that we all deserve punishment. We all deserve death. But God, in his great love for us, he sent his only son, Jesus, to come into this world and to die on a cross for us so that we could be saved so that we could be forgiven of our sins, so that we could be made right with God, so that we could have eternal life. And there are some of you here today that you need God to save you. And the good news today is the way that that happens is by simply putting your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on that cross and by confessing him as the Savior and the Lord of your life. And so if you're here today, you need saved, you need Jesus. Man, I want to invite you this morning to pray this prayer with me. Would you all pray this with me this morning? Say, Jesus, I, I hear you today. Knocking on the door of my heart. 
And so Jesus, right now, I'm opening up that door and I'm letting you in. Jesus, this morning, I'm making a decision to put my faith in only you as I confess you, Jesus, as the Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. If you prayed that prayer with me for the first time, I want you to know that I'm so excited for you because I know that your life will never, ever be the same. I also want to encourage you to tell someone about the decision you made today. And then I want you to find a good Bible-believing church that will help you grow in your faith. I want to thank you all for listening to our podcast today. May God bless you and may his face shine upon you.